Welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja and today I will briefly talk about six things to keep in mind as you think of publishing in the humanities. Now, this comes from one of my brief pamphlets on writing and publishing in humanities and you can find the whole pamphlet on Amazon. Uh, it's available in PDF as well as in, in a print version. But I thought I should just at least share what, in my opinion, are six ways in which we think about publishing and what is the philosophy behind it and what are the consequences of it for us as scholars in humanities. So let's start by listing the six. Okay, so in my opinion, we publish... The first reason could be simply to produce knowledge, and I'll elaborate on it, or to contribute to our field of study. Number three, to impact the world. Number four, to meet professional requirements. Five, for professional recognition. And six, to create a body of our own work. So these are the six things that, in my opinion, are what motivate us to write. Sometimes they can intermingle. But depending on which one of these you consider the most important will have an impact on what you publish, how you publish, and where you publish. So let's go over these one by one. So number one, writing to produce knowledge. Now, in my opinion, this is probably the most conservative way of looking at our work, but also the most established in pretty much all humanities departments. When you just believe that you are producers of knowledge and that you have a stable object of study called literature, then you can convince yourself that my job is to constantly produce knowledge about the literary text. And so if you believe in this philosophy, then you will also kind of buy into this idea that your job isn't to intervene in the public debates. You'll probably also believe in this distinction between scholarly work and public scholarship. And chances are you'll probably look at the public scholarship as less respectful right and as not scholarly enough now the way i see it is it is a deeply arnoldian way of looking at scholarship and by that i mean is from matthew arnold in one of his essays where he describes the role of the critic as not getting involved in the everyday exigencies of life but to constantly keep producing critical works over a long period with the hope that as time passes, their work will eventually impact the world. And this sometimes really does happen. But if you just think of your work as we produce knowledge, we are producers of knowledge, you will then internalize the internal debates of any subfield of study in the humanities. And you will then pat yourself on the back anytime you can come up with an esoteric topic that deals with nuances of one literary text and other. And it can be deeply rewarding. But do keep in mind that if you choose to think of your publication this way, it will impact what you privilege in your teaching as well as in your publishing. It will also impact where you publish because then you will be driven to go to the most exclusive journals, right? 
because your job is to produce so-called objective knowledge in highly specialized journals. Your emphasis or your priority won't be to publish something that does something in the world or which is readily available. These are the things that are concomitant outcomes of believing that your job is to produce specialized knowledge about a specific object of study without worrying about what's happening in the world. And in so many ways, it can sometimes convince us that what we do in the ivory tower without an eye on the world and its inequalities and injustices is important in itself. So, if you find yourself telling yourself that my job is to produce knowledge about Shakespeare, about Salman Rushdie, it's not my job to get involved in public debates or offer my knowledge freely in the world, you're probably subscribing to this view of thinking about literary publication or academic publishing. There is nothing wrong with it, but do know that this mode of thinking will then generate your praxis and your belief systems and even your belief systems as a teacher and professor of research. So that was number one. We as humanists thinking and believing that we are producers of specialist knowledge. So the second one on my list of why we publish is sort of connected to the first way of looking at publications and it is when we consider that we write to contribute to our field of study. And what that then assumes is that we have a stable field of study and that our job is to constantly read within that field of study to specialize and to constantly then publish within the major debates in the field of study. And what that does to us psychologically as scholars is that it convinces us that that is enough. And in one of his books, my friend and co former colleague Mark Brocker, when he talks about pedagogy, he calls it the discourse of the discipline. And the discourse, the discipline, if you look at it from a pedagogical point of view, is when we assume that our job is solely to teach our students certain specific aspects of any subfield of study. And if they master its debates, if they know what's going on, then we have done our job. So what that encourages then is this internalization of knowledge focused around some ideas within a given subfield. And we can then revel in our accomplishments that I have written this brilliant nuanced essay about three sentences in one novel by Chenwa Achebe. And then in disciplinary terms, we feel satisfied. So there is nothing wrong with believing that, but knowing that that is what is what you are doing is crucial because that will then give you an understanding as a scholar of what is it that you privilege and what is it that you do. So one part of it is when you clearly focus on making a name within a subdiscipline and publishing about the specialized disciplinary materials, texts within that discipline. And remember, that it can sometimes detach you from the world outside because you have kind of telescoped your world into the world of the discipline or subfield 
within which you are publishing. But that's the second way of looking at publications in humanities. Third one on my list is the one that I practice myself and what I term it is, is writing to impact the world. Now what I mean by it is that anytime you do research, it could be on a specialized topic, it could be on a play, on a novel, but what guides you is not necessarily the disciplinary constraints or what is in the text, but, but as to how can I mobilize this writing to deal with some real life issues of equity and justice in the world. So when you write to impact the world, it can be long-term impact or a short-term occasional write-up which connects things to something that might be happening right now in the world. Now this kind of writing tends to be deeply political and can be very controversial in so many English departments because people can just basically call it public scholarship and not consider it worthy of their attention. But remember, you're still dealing with a field of study, you're still dealing with literary text, but what you're doing is as you read the text and write about them, you are also creating a relay between the text and your reading of it to the world outside. I learned this from, of course, from my mentors and from my former colleagues who did, you know, social justice pedagogy and social justice research, and we trained ourselves to connect our work to the real world issues. One of my essays that I've often used on Sembin Osman's novel, God's Bits of Wood, is actually a good example of it because what I do is I read the novel and within the novel I discuss how the strike unfolds, what does it take for the strike to succeed, solidarity, but then I create a relay between the reading of the novel and resistance in our times, right, where my argument is that this novel can also teach us that to launch or mobilize a successful resistance to any local or global imperatives, we need some sort of across-the-globe solidarity. So whenever you connect your work to the world, do keep in mind that your senior colleagues and people who are invested in discourse of the discipline who think that politics is bad and it's not our job to do it, they would occasionally deride your work. But your younger students and scholars who are fighting these fights of equity and justice would find your work more compelling. So this, as you can already tell, is my preferred way of philosophically looking at scholarly publication. Scholarly publication that is deeply informed, that is deeply sophisticated, but that connects itself to doing something in the world, making a change or bringing some ideas that could actually impact the world. Now, of course, I'm not being hubristic here. We know that as scholars of humanities, much of what we write doesn't really matter. But to attempt it over and over, over your career, I think is a worthy pursuit. So that's another reason that you can think of when you think of publishing, and then it will shape what you write about, but also it will shape where you publish. Maybe then you won't want to go with prestigious presses and journals. Maybe you would like to publish something open access because your emphasis is to produce knowledge, yes, about your field of study, but the kind of knowledge that can impact the world, and then it will decide for you in a way the venue where you would like to publish. Fourth one on my list is writing 
to meet professional requirements. It's kind of the most cynical of all the six, but it is essential. So you have to publish as a scholar, you have to publish as a graduate student so that you can get better job opportunities. But if you are in a tenure track job, you already know that you need to have six or seven articles before you come up for tenure or a book. So if you simply think in terms of professionalization and your own job security and profession, this is what that will drive your reason for publishing. It shouldn't be the only reason, but then if you think only in professional terms, in job security and promotions, then this will focus you on primarily publishing whatever you can, probably in top-tier journals, because that is what is required. And maybe you will not focus much on develop, developing an oeuvre, because your priority is to publish as quickly as possible. Right? There is nothing wrong with it, but do keep in mind that profession is not the only reason that should motivate you to publish and do research. I mean, obviously, if you can connect it to certain other things, then it will be uh, more rewarding. Now, and a negative aspect of this is also, which I've noticed in some Indian and Pakistani universities, because there is so much pressure for professors to publish, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen it with my own journal, that sometimes graduate students do all the research and do all the work, and then suddenly at the last minute, their professors, you know, somehow ask them to add their name to the paper, which I think is highly unethical. And the only reason then these people are doing it, putting their name on someone else's research already tells you that they don't believe in, they don't have a position themselves. All they are trying to see is how many papers that they can have their names on, right? So they're not even developing a body of work to which I would come next. And that is the worst thing you can do as a senior scholar or as a professor is where you appropriate the work of one of your graduate students and add your own name. Now, if you co-researched and co-wrote it with one of your students, I have done edited volumes with my students. That's a completely different thing. But this is something deeply cynical. So if rising up in the profession is your only reason to write and publish, chances are that your research would be opportunistic not really focused on anything larger because you just want to get those things out and published because of the professional pressure and in worst case scenario as I said you might even try to appropriate someone else's work because you have power over them. So in my opinion this is probably maybe the most important in terms of one's career and all but also kind of the most cynical reason to convince yourself to so another reason that could be the reason for publishing is to garner, uh, you know, professional recognition. A lot of people look down upon it because, you know, if you're just writing to gain uh, fame or to become prominent in your field of study, and that's the only thing that drives you, maybe there is something wrong with it. And if that's the only thing that you want to do, it will drive your scholarship in a different way. Then you will pick up fights and try to create a name for yourself by suggesting that so-and-so is wrong and so-and-so hasn't done their work. And if uh, you know that appeals to you, be my guest and do that. 
but there is a positive side to it if you become an established scholar in your field and become a prominent scholar in your field and if you're still interested in helping and promoting your students their careers and their work then that can give you enough symbolic and material power to actually help your students help them learn better but also in their placement in the placement of their publications in their jobs so if that drives it if if you are intent upon making a name in your field of study and want to become a prominent scholar there is nothing wrong with it the only time it it would be wrong is when you're just doing it for self aggrandizement right but if you put it to good use then an established scholar a prominent scholar can also bring up a lot of people and help a lot of their students and scholars to you know, be professionalized and be well placed so keep this in mind if you're trying to make a name for yourself if you're trying to rise high in your profession you will have to do quality work but if that is your only aim then sometimes you will do things that you know if someone is just interested in publishing and impacting the world that they might not do you'll pick different kinds of fights and keep that in mind the cost of doing this cost of making this central to your publishing reasons but also sometimes if you can balance it then the positive consequences because you can help more people and especially your students and graduate students but this is one another way that you can look at the reasons to publish in humanities and the last one on my list is one main reason to constantly keep publishing is to create a body of work and to have a body of your own published work it can connect to trying to impact the world it can correct connect to making a name for yourself in your field of study it can connect to all the other things that are previously discussed but most importantly if your aim is to impact the world then if you have a consistent body of work chances are you will focus it on the things that are important to you that are important to the world right i'll give you an example of my colleague mark brocker if you look at his oeuvre most of his work has been connected to issues of radical pedagogy from one aspect to another so if you pick up his body of work you can see that he has consistently over the last 30 years produced work that enables us to think about literature pedagogy social justice pedagogy differently so that means that not only is his study and his research impacting the world of teaching it is consistent and maybe over time he has had a chance to revise his earlier opinions so one reason you want to produce a body of work is also that you get a chance to revise what you previously might have suggested and which you have outgrown another reason is because the if you have a consistent body of work it would discourage you from appropriating anyone else's work because why would you want to put your name on someone else's work if it is not consistent with your own body of work so it curbs you from those tendencies and three it becomes a public reference if someone asks you a question about a topic in a public talk you can always point to an article or a book that you published and say you know i've answered this question over here but i can now try to answer it as well so your own public performance as a scholar becomes referential to your own work right and people can then know where you stand 
and where were you where you were five years ago in my own experience you know in 96 I published an article that was not really very well thought and I learned later that I had made a very big philosophical mistake there and then in 2013 I published another another article which was on a different topic but in which I corrected my earlier stance so what that helps me do is if someone goes and reads that 2006 article and asks me hey you know you said this I can say well in 2013 I revised my position that is no longer my position so when you have a body of work it can be a bit progressive but it also gives you a chance to correct yourself and maybe to add a corrective to your previous work. So this sixth reason to produce a body of work in a way will decide for you how you approach publishing, what do you emphasize, right? What your uh, what are you privileging in any field if you're just trying to make a name for yourself you still will have to produce a body of work if you're trying to impact the world you still have to produce a body of work but most importantly it will guide you to constantly keep thinking of your writing as to where am I now what have I said in the past so your own projects your own work becomes self-referential because you start asking yourself, is it consistent with what I have said previously? And if it is not, why? And if it is not consistent, I need to give a reason over here. So this sixth one, in my opinion, is also a very important thing to keep in mind, even if you're just starting your career as a publishing scholar. So overall, these are the six things to keep in mind as you delve into your career as a scholar I'll just repeat them one reason could be to produce knowledge the other could be to contribute to your field of study another noble reason could be to impact the world simply to meet your professional requirements or publishing to gain some professional recognition and finally to produce a body of work that becomes self-referential that's all I have you I hope this is useful to you so slightly philosophical and let's less hands down version of it I do have a whole lecture on this right on how to publish a paper or how to do scholarly research please do watch them I'll add the link to the description but I thought I should discuss this conceptual explanation of why we publish so that you know maybe it can benefit some of you and that's all I have to say if you have any questions of course please put them in the comments that's all from me thank you so much for being a part of my life and as always thank you and peace and love